I'm luring bricks inside when it passes out front. I watch it crawl down the street for the longest time till I get a sense to alert somebody. Daddy! He looks up from pulling weeds around his bell peppers. Are they for real with that? The tank resembles the ones shown on the news when talking about war in the Middle East. It's the size of two Hummers. Good morning and welcome to our next episode of the Hate You Give podcast. I am Miss Huff and with me today is... Mrs. Peterson. So we are on chapters 12 and 13 and we're looking at our new sacred reading practice, Havrutha, for the second time which again is from the Jewish tradition, and it's about the fact that when you have questions about a text, the answers are between you. It is not one person's answer or another, and it's not an expert's answer. Together, as you read and talk, you can figure out the answers. Uh, And they do that with the Torah as they're studying for a bar mitzvah. We are doing it with the hate you give. So, um, in chapter 12, there were a couple of things that really stood out to me that I want to talk about and that I have questions about. And one of them is a little bit snarky, but also really hit me seriously. And that is when um, Star's mom and dad are in their bedroom and she's laying on the bed and playing on the laptop and her dad is feeding her mom mom grapes. And... um, Star wonders if her mom is on Facebook and says, but she probably hasn't been on much recently with all that's going on. After all, what could she really say? She says, with everything that's going on, what can she say? Sakani saw cops harass his daddy, but he's doing so well in school. Hashtag proud mama. Or Star saw her best friend die. Keep her in your prayers. But my baby made the honor roll again. Hashtag blessed. Or even tanks are rolling by outside, but seven's been accepted into six colleges so far. Hashtag he's going places. And just the dichotomy or the difference between those two things really hits me. The, there's tanks in my neighborhood, but he's been accepted to colleges. There should never be tanks in our neighborhood. So the question that I had that I wanted to talk about deals with social media and how we present our lives and why this would even be a thing she would have to think about. Uh, you know, there's this rash of social media not really being real, almost being fake news, that we all try to pose the best angle of ourself on Instagram and we only pick out the positive things and we talk about, you know, there could be mess all over my house and it'd be just absolutely a disaster, but there's a pretty braid in my daughter's hair and that's the picture that's on social media and it's like, we played salon today and I don't mention the 19 loads of laundry. Um, I wonder why we feel compelled to do that. And I guess my answer is not just that we want... Not just that we want to tell other people about the good stuff. The sort of insidious side is that we only want our lives to seem beautiful from the outside. But I also wonder if it's about keeping ourselves positive in a way. And I don't really know. What do you think about that and how we post on social media? Well, I think social media does definitely like creates this feeling like you have a split life or there's there's this dissonance between reality and your presentation to everyone else and I think social media does feed into that and almost you know makes it more of a prominent issue and especially when you're a young adult figuring out life transitioning going through adolescence 
um, you're starting to understand behind the scenes, I guess. I mean, particularly when she's looking at her parents' relationship. Uh Like, I have children who have recently gone through this, and there's so many things that as a little kid you don't look beneath the surface. And then as you get older, you start seeing the the magician behind the the scenes or the you know whatever <laughs> wizard of the wizard behind, behind the, the curtain behind the curtain who's managing everything you're like oh that's how that worked and it can be um what is it disillusioning mm-hmm. disillusionment sure. whatever but i also thought that we've always done this you know even before social media and it, it actually made me think of the poem we wear the mask by paul dunbar oh tell me about that so I haven't read it in a while, but I mean, we wear the mask. It, it's all about what you present to other mm-hmm. people versus who, who you, you truly are. And um, calls to mind Invisible Man with sure, Ralph, Ralph Ellison, Ellison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what people see him as, and therefore they don't really see him. And so he's invisible in society. They just see the caricature of some black guy from the South. Mm-hmm. And that's not who he feels he is. And I think that's part of coming of age. You know, the mm-hmm. coming of age story. It's we, we all go through this period of realizing that things aren't really what they seem. Mm-hmm. And I love that you said it's, it's the two identities. Mm-hmm. Um, Star talks about that in the very first chapter. And we've mm-hmm. talked about it multiple times through the book. That she is one person at Williamson and one person at home. Right. And those two worlds don't meet. And every once in a while she's like, oh, you know, ghetto star came out is what she says. Or, you know, I'm mm-hmm. not even checking my Williamson star. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I hope that we get to a point where she can kind of just be all of herself. Mm-hmm. But I think that's everybody's challenges. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I only post pictures of my kid on social media, then all people know me as is a mom. But that's not the only side of me. Mm-hmm. It's just the only thing I'm willing to share. And I right. wonder why I'm not willing to share fully who I am. I guess that's risky. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Having some like light bulb moments here. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's sometimes too risky. Well, maybe my goal then is to share more of my authentic self. You right. know, if we can put kind of the flaws and all out there the tanks in the streets and the cops harassing her dad and the those moments as well as what star sees as her parents as her one true pair when she sees her dad feeding her mom grapes you know if we can put both sides out there which is a really sweet tender moment you know and she's appreciating their, their her parents have a relationship outside of being parents they do and they've they, really made it work for a very right, long time. Right. And that they aren't just mom and dad, but they're human beings to each other in a relationship. And she sees them fight sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and then her mom doesn't cook and her dad burns the food. And, right. Yeah. And it's easy to see all the problems, too. But then know? they're and cute then, together. Right. And, and that can be, I mean, I can just, I'm making so many personal connections here. It can be difficult for us as children to look at our parents' relationships and and you see the difficulties and and it's easy to focus on the problems. But then when you see the tender moments mm-hmm. and then sometimes it can be like, how can you go from having this fight to being almost intimate in the feeding each other food yeah. and a sweet moment? You know? How did we move over that hump? Right. And because 
it's a relationship between two people that's unique and right and and those are different everywhere you know right Okay, so my three-and-a-half-year-old is sometimes way too perceptive for her, for <laughs> my own good, really, for me rather than her. She, um, she likes to mimic things with a cell phone. Oh, I'm, I'm texting grandma, I'm, you know, that sort of thing. So recently, um, if my husband and I do something a little cute, she has looked up at us and gone, Chick, I took a picture of you. Right. She's done it like six times in the last couple of days mm-hmm. where if he leans in to, to give me a kiss or if he hugs me. Or if, mm-hmm. And it made me realize that she is absolutely watching right. that relationship, how right. it's built and what it means. Right. Just like Star says her parents are her one true pair, mm-hmm. I need to be the right model because this is going to teach her what to look for and how else is she going to know how to act appropriately and how she should be treated and shouldn't be treated right. in the world. And that's what makes books like this remarkable because it's it's a situation that not a whole lot of us can relate right. to. Right. And it's unique, so it's it's interesting. You want to learn about it. But then the, the dynamics are something that we can all relate to, the relationships, mm-hmm. the feelings. Like, but this is an extreme situation where she goes to, to the school and has to be mm-hmm. that personality and then home with the neighborhood and this personality. And we all do that to a certain extent. We all shift. We come to mm-hmm. work. We're in work mode. We go home. Yeah. We're in home mode. I mean, hers is an extreme example yeah. that really makes us stop and think about it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And... um I know her life is nothing like what I experienced growing up. Although I can but say I just, I've had a tank in my neighborhood. It wow. was really bizarre. I was going to say, I just <laughs> worry that too many people that I know and too many of our students here at school and some of our other teachers have experienced more things like this. Mm-hmm. Deaths in the family, deaths of loved ones that are unexplained, especially that are tragic. Um, violence where there shouldn't be tank you had a tank roll yes. down your street <laughs> tell me that yeah. not far from here either oh my gosh you know violence is pervading a lot and i just have a regular old street but somebody was holed up with the gun threatening to do things to people and <sighs> here comes the tank and this the and that sniper, makes your neighborhood like, feel oh, very different oh we had to leave we couldn't come back for a whole day until they got the person out yeah and it when you do event. Does your neighborhood look different? Did right. it feel different? Did well, yeah. I mean, it's been 10 years or more, and we're still talking about this one event, right? So you can imagine if you it's live in an area where it happens repeatedly, more frequently, that even when most days are fine, it just takes those few days that are traumatic to shake your whole sense of security. Yeah. And as a child... Once again, the coming of age. How do you move beyond it right. and integrate that into your world? And mm-hmm. how do you feel safe? Right. And she's looking at her parents. Yes. And her parents do make her feel safe. Right. And I like that at least. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to try to be more transparent <laughs> from this. Thank you for talking with me today about this. And uh, Thank you for let us me. know, everybody, what you think. Comment on Twitter or Edsby. Remember, we're giving away prizes throughout the book for people who do comment on Edsby. And we will see you over spring break. Thank you. Thank you.